0: This is Assasi Podcast, enabled by Assasi Radio. The following presentation was previously aired on Assasi Radio. Welcome to Sunday night. Tonight, I'm having a conversation with a World War II veteran, a retired educationist, and someone who has a lot of insight into Ghana's fight into independence. He loves that, and also someone who has a lot to share when it comes to war issues as well as our education system. It's none other than GC40321, Ex-Lance Corporal Wisdom, Edmond Kudowo. Ex-Lance Corporal Kudowo, thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure. I have spotted a lot of artworks in your room do you are you a kind of person who loves art?
1: Yes, I do love art, but uh, these pictures are most uh, mostly are produced by my son. how mm. mm.
0: how 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 come um you are so attached to artworks
1: Oh um that's an awkward question. Actually, my son was interested in arts from his childhood mm. and uh, developed it and had to take it as a, a subject at the university. He had a first class in it. And since then, there was no turning back. Mm. Yeah, they uh, work, it's all around the house. Why can't I love it when I see these things around? Mm. So that's it.
0: We've had parents who encourage their children to go into specifics when it comes to choosing yes, their career.
1: By no by all
0: means, yeah. Did you push them into that?
1: Oh yes, I agree, I agree to that. If if you see your child interested in something, encourage him. That's if it's good. Yeah. Encourage him. Develop, let him develop. In, uh, um, develop this. Um, because that is God given. God given uh, uh, profession, mm. so to speak. So encourage him. Mm. I'll do that every day, any day, anywhere. Mm.
0: You have six children sorry you have six children i have six how many boys how many girls
1: four boys and two girls Mm. Mm.
0: and what are they doing
1: uh the first is a girl she was with the husband in uh, uh, central african republic Mm. but the husband died so she still in the it's still in Central African Republic. Oh, OK. The husband was the Speaker of the uh, the um, uh, Cent- uh, Central African Republic. Uh, the Speaker of Parliament? Parliament, yeah. Wow. And uh, when she died, when he died, uh, she decided to stay on there. So mm. she's there. But, uh, uh so far, then Eddie, the artist, you know what he, he does. Mm. Then they followed by uh, Dr. Kudor, who did uh, surveying. He is now in the US, working with some firm or the other. Then uh, we have um, uh, the second girl, uh, Maureen. She is a nurse, nursing sister, also in the States. Then we have, um, uh, I think I've made a mistake. No problem. Well,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are a proud father. Uh, S- See, sorry? I'm sure you're a pr- proud father seeing your children they the, yeah, the, it in various fields. The, the, the,
1: the girl, the, the, the second girl is the third. Mm. And then the boy, Andrew, the severe, is the fourth. Then another boy, who is uh, Solomon, mm. he's a priest. He's a pastor. Wow. He has his own church. He is also in the U.S., but comes regularly to see um, his church. Mm. Then the the last one, with um, Constance, is also a pastor. That's it. Wow. Mm. Do they
0: sometimes bug you with a couple of questions about wars and how your experiences? Because you've been somebody who, who who've been to wars um, on a couple of occasions. You know, recently we have the Russian-Ukrainian war. So do they sometimes call his last Papa? What? 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 What was? Um, sometimes I tell mm-hmm.
1: I tell them myself. I don't wait until they ask me. If they know, they know that I I was a soldier. Mm. They know that I fought in the World War Two. They know all these things. Um so when anything anything crops up, mm. they always want to know more about it. Mm. And they ask me and I tell if I know. Yeah. I tell them.
0: Let me let me take you back. Um tell us how did you get into the army? I was reading that you entered the army at the age of fifteen.
1: Oh I think at the age of fourteen I I was um I took this what what we then call standard seven, standard seven certificate examination, that's the the certificate you get at the end of the ten years, primary primary, uh, infant primary and senior um, uh, education. Mm. Standard seven certificate. After that, uh, you get into a secondary school. But those days secondary schools are were scarce. You only have Achimota, especially in the Vota region, we have very little, I I think it's only one secondary school we had at the time. And uh, if you are not well off, (laughs) you find it very, very difficult to get into a secondary school. So I decided on the second alternative. First of all, my father, who was a G.B. Oliver storekeeper and was at the same time a trained goldsmith, wanted me to do smithing, goldsmithing, but uh, I quietly objected to it and decided to take my own future into my own hands. So we, I saw two friends who decided to come with me to the, um, to then Army Trade Trading Center. We contacted a a, a sergeant from the school who was on leave at the time, and he gladly took us along. We got to Accra. He took us to the um, recruiting center, which was then at um, oh, where do they call this this place uh, behind the government government senior secondary school oh, government se- government school
0: um,
1: what's near, near Makola, you know. Oh,
0: okay, Kimbu area. Kimbu, Kimbu, Kimbu.
1: Kimbu. Yeah. yeah, Kimbu secondary school. There's a place behind Kimbu secondary school, what is now the technical exams unit. Mm. That was the uh, the um, uh, recruiting center. He collected our numbers. We didn't know about that at the time. He collected our numbers, took us to Kibi, where we went and went uh, uh, medical examination. After that, we were recruited into the army. That's yeah. all I know.
0: At the age of 15?
1: At the age of 15, yes.
0: I understood that uh, your age was changed from naturally 15 to 18 on official documents. Sorry? I understand that um, on your official document in the army, yeah, your age was not stated as 15, but instead
1: it was increased. Why? Yes. Why? Yes. I think that was the practice at the time. You see, uh, they have difficulty in getting people to get into the army. Mm. And so when they jump on people like us, they quickly grab us and uh, uh, put us in. What I mean by that is uh, that when you give your actual birth of date, Mm. they don't consider it. They only shut their eyes to it and uh, write down the minimum age, which at that time was 18. That's it. You have your document uh, entered with your age as eighteen, and that takes you through the army until you retire.
0: That was in nineteen forty-two. Am I right?
1: That forty-two. That was when I left. Second, uh, left. Uh, you left the army. St- no, stand seven. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So it's,
1: I got into the army in forty-three. Forty-three. I okay. enlisted forty-three. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: So um, in the army, um, what were some of the roles you were you, you were playing? Was it at the administrative? Um, First of all, when we were on we, the field?
1: when we were enlisted, we were put through uh, military mm. training, mm. and then those of us who are qualified for uh, trades were given different trades. Mm. So we, I think that took uh, six months the training, the military training and the trade training. It took about six months. After that we were posted to different units. Mm. At that time I was posted to um, uh, uh, thirty, I think 33 Artisan Works Company in Teshi where we Worked as craftsmen,
0: um, yeah. OK. I see. And then, um, um, not to cut you, but um, how did you get into the World War? How did you get involved in the World War II? What happened? How were you involved? Those,
1: those days when you are enlisted in the army, you know that you are meant for the war. You, may, you know that when the time comes, when you are needed, you will be called upon to go to, uh, to the war. And that's what happened in our case, too. Uh, when we were due to be taken away to uh, 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 India and Burma, uh, we, the unit was disbanded. And we were posted to a company called The Holding Company. The work there simply means you were held for a time. When you are needed, you are posted to wherever you are needed. Okay. Yeah. And that's what they did with us. We We were posted to the holding company. We held on there for less than three months. And our time came and we got on the boat and uh, left for in India and Burma. That's it.
0: Could you, could you share with us some of the experiences on the field
1: during the war? Uh, well, let me say that uh, uh, our journey from Ghana, from the Gold Coast to India took us over one month. Wow. Over the seas. And we stopped at uh, Sihelung, that's Freetown, mm-hmm. to pick up troops. Then we stopped again, that's fr- through the Atlantic, Atlantic, Mediterranean, at the Mediterranean port of uh, Port Suisse or Port Said. We stopped to pick uh, fruits. Then we went through the Red Sea to Port Said. I think Port Said is the last one. Then we entered the Indian Ocean and uh, disembarked in um, Bombay. Mm. We were welcomed by a military band on the shores of Bombay. And from there. We started our journey. It took us uh, 14, 14 days across India to get to uh, our training grounds in Kumila. Kumila, at that time, was part of uh, India on the extreme, in the extreme east, west, east, eastern end of India. That's where we had our a jungle training. Mm-hmm. At the end of jungle training, they took us to uh, jungle warfare mm. test. On the completion of that, we were then posted to other units. Okay. Up to that time, we, are only, we were only part of those who disembarked from that ship. Okay. But uh, we didn't have a, a unit at the time. It was after the training that we were distributed to the company, the uh, uh, units that uh, the uh, units that needed us. Mm. We were then posted to twenty six artisan works company in the jungle at the time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Were you were you were you involved in combat? Were Were you involved in combat activities?
1: Combat activities. Yes. Oh. Uh, You see, there is uh, one thing we seem to miss. The army consisted of uh, of, uh, fighting soldiers, Mm -hmm. professionals who have trades, you know, skills they can perform. Mm -hmm. So when you are sent to the field, you support the fight Mm -hmm. with that particular skill. The, you, yeah. you get me. Sure. If so, you you have a a rifle, a personal rifle, mm. with your number. For example, I have my rifle, had my rifle. My personal number was W A forty forty eight. Wow. That was the number of my rifle, and I kept that rifle throughout the war. Wow. You know. So apart from the skills I had to offer, I still can be called upon to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you are not called upon, you have your rifle to protect yourself mm. wherever you are. See, but people always think that because they said you've you've, you've been in a war, you necessarily have to kill. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Mm. It's it's a wrong uh, impression. Impression. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So what what what? Uh, tell me, if I were to ask you, for instance, off on top of your mind. What would you say could be your fondest memory of the World War II?
1: My standard. Well, if you talk about uh, the organization of the uh, troops and all the rest of it, then as I, I, I will talk about discipline, mm. <coughs> I will talk about discipline because if we didn't uh, have uh, uh, discipline. We wouldn't have lived uh, to see uh, this this life up to now. Mm. Yeah, I think we helped a great deal. with uh, I don't know whether, whether my my answer answers your question. Well,
0: uh, partially. But I wanted to probably add activity or event that you forever remember <laughs> throughout your time in, during the war.
1: Oh, I see. Um. No, uh, honestly, I was an electrician. Mm. And whenever we are called upon to do any electrical work in connection with uh, booby traps, um, anything connected with electricity, we do that to the best of our ability. Mm. But at the same time, I, for example, was called upon to uh, work in the office too, mm. where I had to um, prepare pay, pay vouchers and so on. Oh, OK. Yeah. You know, we have uh, our daily things like uh, toothpaste, all the rest of it, mm. uh, chocolate, anything you can think of. Uh, so you use that money. And sometimes you go through towns. Whilst in the jungle, you go through towns mm-hmm. And uh, buy one or two things. Okay. Yeah. So we still use that, uh, uh, the allowance they give you Mm. for purchases.
0: But was there any life-threatening situation throughout your career in the Army? Uh, Is there? Was there any life-threatening situation on yourself throughout your career in the Army?
1: No. The only thing I can remember is... uh, um, We had, um, you know, the uh, the um, stationing of uh, companies along uh, in in the jungle. Uh, in the stationing of uh, the, what is taken into consideration is source of water supply. Mm. So we they make sure that the station units along rivers. In the jungle, mm. and uh, what ha- we had was um, uh, water—canvas uh, water tanks, circular thing. Okay. They draw what they pump water from the rivers into the into the tanks, the east, canvas tanks, for us to to use. Mm. We have very fast flowing rivers in the jungle. Very fast, and uh, I can remember one day, the company up. We are in the valley. The company up informed us they, they they've uh, lost uh, uh, about four, four, five people trying to take water from the river. Mm. The, the river uh, uh, took them away. So we should be very careful. That day, I also went to the tank, but I found the the water, the the uh, the mud at the bottom of the water had come up into the water. So I decided to go to the riverside to fish the water myself mm. with my canvas uh, bucket. But as I stepped out, I saw. Uh, a light flickering in front of me, as if walking towards me. Mm. A light, a flame, something like a flame, walking towards me. Okay. So any time I tried to pass, the, the flame crossed my way. Mm. It, it, took, it took some time. At the end, I found myself lost. Wow. I don't know what, what happened, but I found myself in the medical, medical tent. Wow. And I was told what, uh, so I told them exactly what what I saw, Mm. and they kept me for some time. That I thought was uh, the doing of God, you know, to save me from Mm -hmm. going to the riverside. If I had gone, perhaps I wouldn't have been alive today, you know. And so I, that thing is still on my mind. You find (laughs) you find on my door, the door leading to my bedroom. I, I made a small drawing of this flame, mm. walking flame. Uh, it's still on my door, and the belief that uh, that will save my Your life. my life. Mm. I think I, I have one on that thing there too.
0: Okay. That was quite an uh, interesting incident that uh, you met yeah. <laughs> on the field by yeah. the way in Belmont. Yeah. So. Um, how did you feel um, after everything and you were returning uh, to Ghana? Um, were you worried or you were quite uh, happy that you were coming back home?
1: Yes, uh, what happened was when, uh, before the war, before the um, victory over Japan came, mm-hmm. we left the jungle and we went to cities to do whatever work they gave us to do. Our case, we were sent to Mandalay. Okay. Mandalay is, I think, the second city after Rangoon. Rangoon is the capital of uh, Burma. And Mandalay, I think, is the second to Rangoon. And we were stationed in a mooted, mooted uh, compound. Mm there's a moat of water around the, okay. the the whole place i think it was used for government offices before the war so we were asked to do all the repair works and rebuilding of the place which we did that was 45 46 okay. now it during that time we felt we were no longer in the army i mean mm. We more or less felt we were in civil Street. And that relieves us of many of our problems, you know. So we didn't think much when we were going home. Mm. We thought it was just a continuation Mm -hmm. of what uh, we had started.
0: Was it, sorry, sorry, please
1: go on. We were were actually happy to uh, go back home, Mm. yeah.
0: Was it quite easy for you to readjust into the Ghanaian system after the war when you returned to Ghana? Or it took you some time, although you were happy coming back home?
1: Sorry, I didn't get it. In,
0: in other words, I'm saying that, uh, did it take some time for you to readjust into the Ghanaian system, or you easily adapted into the system?
1: It wasn't too bad, mm. meaning that, uh, You know, because we started our work in Mandalay Mm. as civilians, yeah, we didn't do much uh, soldiering Mm. during the period. We felt it was just a continuation of what we had done, yeah. And uh, the only problem when we get we got back was jobs for the for the soldiers. Mm -hmm. We didn't get. uh, the jobs as uh, promised, yeah. and uh, every worry, everybody was disturbed. However, the British government arranged uh, some training programs around the place. Mm. They are training for uh, health inspectors, training for teachers, training for um, a lot, a lot of uh, other, other, other skills and you were paid an allowance to do the training mm. the completion of which you were employed by the uh, but most of us felt uh, we should be employed immediately okay. that's why most people didn't take uh, take uh, advantage of the training facilities mm. i did i did i went to train as a teacher okay and um, first of all, what they, they, they did was they let you do people teaching. You were paid an allowance. at that time, people te- teachers were getting two pounds, one and eight pence mm. as people teachers. But you as a soldier from Burma, mm-hmm. you were paid uh, six 72, 72 cities. That's a year. Okay. That's six, 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 six not cities, six pounds yeah. Yeah. a month. That's 72 cities, 72 pounds a year. Whereas, when you are from the ordinary, you, know, you come in as a people teacher from uh, St. Seven, you were paid two pounds one and eight pence. The man who served in the army and had a son, Kit was paid £6. six pounds. So you can see okay. the difference. Yeah.
0: Why was that so? Is it because you you is, is it more or less like a compensation for you being in the army and you've been to the war?
1: Well, they take into consideration the fact that uh, you had responsibility. Okay. Yeah. So that's also it's partly because you, you served in the war. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah." So from the army, then you became an educationist.
1: From the army, yeah. I did the, the, the training. Uh, I did the technical training mm. in Takura DGS, then government technical school. Mm. And immediately after the training, I was awarded a scholarship to go to the UK. Okay. So I went to the UK, spent about three years, came back. And that it was then that I started my work as uh, this thing in uh, in the education. education. Okay, mm. we'll
0: go into the education bit a bit, but I want to find out: Did you play any role in Ghana's fight for independence?
1: Well, uh, I wouldn't say I did personally, no, but as a group, yes. Uh, at the time, the Atipos and the Ajatis were doing their thing. Yeah. I was not in Accra. I was uh, doing my people teaching, as I told you, in a a place in the Volta region. But when we heard of this thing, we all came to Accra. But then the people have started their thing already, Mm. and they have done the greater part. When we came to Accra, they were then uh, dismantling mm. shops and uh,
0: the revolt. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you took, you, 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 passed, partly you were part of the revolt.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Wow. Mm. Thank you for listening to Assassin Podcast. Follow Assassin Radio on Twitter at Assassin Radio 995 or share your feedback
1: via feedback at asassiradio.com.